We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is, this is, this is, this is. Heat, heat, beat, heat, beat, heat, beat. With Giancarlo Navas and Ryan Goins. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas. And with me today, full house of the most amount of people in a long time. Uh, we have Brian Goins with me, uh, my co-founder. We have Harrison Citron, Heat he Beat OG, uh, first or second guy on our staff. We have Alf, who is Heat Twitter president and our, uh, our resident grouch. And our special <laughs> guest, Chris Whittingham, the third hey. in our net of Heat Beat. Following Jason Leisure and Israel Gutierrez, sir, how are you? Thank you for coming. I am much crappier than those two people, but I'm appreciative. I'm appreciative of the invite. Nobody's crappier than Jason Leisure. I'm kidding. <laughs> That's so mean, man. The the, the winning horse tweets are, are getting obnoxious from him. I, I I almost fought him last night in the tunnels <laughs> of American Airlines Arena. But <laughs> you are the winning horse because you hate Dwayne Wade. I am not right. I hate Dwayne Wade. What happened? Yeah, they are really funny. They are really funny. No, I will grant you that. I said by obnoxious, he means hilarious. <laughs> Be cool, because we have to make fun of anybody who, uh, who, who threatens our deity. So I guess we can start there, because uh, on Heapy today, uh, Nikias, the Greek god of Heat Twitter, uh, he writes for thefastbreak.com, uh, he released a story, a guest column, on why he hates Dwayne Wade. And it's not necessarily hate, uh, it's more of a, I guess, a love-hate relationship. Uh, and I guess I want to start with Alf, because Alf did some show prep. For the first time ever. Oh, no. I, I, I mean, I read Nikias' uh, column. I, I actually really liked it. It was, re- it was really well written. Oh, you have um, to be inflammatory. You have to say you hate it. That's not how this oh, works. You know how yeah, this works. Well, yeah, that's some bitch better not write shit about Dwayne Wade ever again. No. God, you know how this <laughs> yeah. works, dude. It was, really, no, it was really well written. And he made a lot of great points. I just think a lot of times when we look at Wade, uh, we miss a, the, the bigger picture of what he actually brings to the team. I think a lot of times we focus on individual numbers and not exactly what he brings to the the team as a whole and also the situations that he's put in at times. But, uh, you know, everyone has their opinion. I'm, I'm writing my uh, I'm writing my response. Counterpoint. Yeah, I'm writing a little counterpoint. It's, it's not going to be as well written or full of information. We'll be starting. I looked, I looked up some stats. Oh, it's mostly going to be sarcasm and me being a dick. You're, you're so good at sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, it's me just being a dick and calling everybody nerdy. <laughs> well, that's how this works. That is yeah, the alpha so persona. Yeah. It's a long-form version of my Twitter account. <laughs> you should just, like, embed tweets. It, it, fills, it fills my mentions on a nightly basis. Oh, it's wonderful. It's, well, it, I, Alf's dickishness. 
I always wonder if Witty really hates me. And like, <laughs> this son of a Trust bitch. me, 100% of the time it's funny to me that anyone <laughs> gives a damn about my Dwayne Wade hot takes. And I do it purposely. As soon as Wade does something good, I'm like, at Chris Whittingham, at Chris Whittingham. My no, favorite. And, and, and it's, but the thing is that it's gotten to the point now where I'm watching the games and some of Leisure's tweets are right because I'm rolling my eyes at the ensuing response. Like, I, it hasn't even happened yet, and I'm ready for what's about to happen. My favorite was when I think you were interviewing Dwayne, and I think, I think it was Leisure, that the tension is yeah, palpable. He, <laughs> yeah, he put up a grayscale picture as, as if it was like some, <laughs> some sort of life and death fight we were about to have. You've embraced this, though. Yeah, I mean, I really have no choice because because uh, Ethan throws it around all the time. He's like, "Uh, you know, Chris hates Dwayne Wade, so that's the reason why." It's like, okay, fine. I I guess I'll just run with this weird corner I've carved out for myself. It's like the special segment of Heat Twitter. Like that's you, you and Nikias has staked out that part. I, Harrison's I, well, on I only that. Harrison's on that. Harrison's on the spot. corner too. Harrison, you're on the corner. That's right. You're yeah, I mean. No, it's more like I just don't understand why Wade is completely free of criticism. And any, anytime you say anything, you got Alf chirping at you that everyone else is playing bad, or uh, or Jeff something. Drill. It's just yeah, oh, that guy. Oh, don't so even get mad. me started. Don't even get me started on that guy. Wait, that guy would do so many disgusting things to Dwayne Wade. <laughs> Wait, what was that for? Because it's true, that guy would literally do things to Wade that no one else would do. Like hey, he if is. You're a listener, if you're a listener, I love you, Chef Drill. Don't listen to them. Keep listening. Okay. No, but it's. I guess we're we're at the point where you can listen. Wade is the like he's the best thing that ever happened to the Miami Heat. That's not a debate. Um, but he's at the stage of his career where there are games where he's definitely a minus instead of a, pu- a plus, and that's really at the end when I when I say, oh, you know, Wade's not playing that well tonight. I get just swarmed like a swarm of bees just come from heat twitter and just attack and alf is like you know he's the stinger of the bee so <laughs> i usually start it but yeah we, you create the mob that ensues and then we go uh we go find whoever whoever it is that we have to kill <laughs> that's your job you're the mob okay. leader i throw up that bat signal i'm like you and mystery. spoon used to be the mob leader but now you're the mob leader. But it's but it's such an easy stance to take though. Like it's the easiest stance in the world to cup your 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 hands to your ears and say, "Hey, everyone, Dwayne Wade's not that bad, right? He's washed. the greatest." <laughs> Hashtag wash. It's so it's so easy to to, no, to take that stance. But it's not necessarily because a lot when you guys are are a lot of times when you guys are saying things about Wade, you are bringing up good points. But a lot of times it's also nitpicking. It's like, oh, look what Wade did. Oh, Wade lost the lead. Like there was a Charlotte game where I think we were up by 15. We're up by 13, I believe. Wade came in, we went up by 15, and then lead went away. But if I if you go back and watch that tape, it's turnovers by Jay Rich, turnovers by Hassan Whiteside, bad defense by a lot of guys not named Dwayne Wade. But because Dwayne entered the game at that point in time, it turns into oh look, Wade Dragic sat, Wade gave up the lead. That's why I, I hate individual plus minus. Because it doesn't really look at the circumstances surrounding what happened at the time where you either got a lead or gave up a lead. Like, a lot of times, Gerald Green's plus minus is decent. But he didn't plus, do anything. Gerald Green's, like, plus minus numbers were insane at one point in the year. I think he was part, I think he was three of four of the best Heat, like, four-man units were Gerald Green units. That was probably when the defense were respecting his shot. Then they realized like he couldn't throw anything in the ocean, and they just decided that uh, they weren't going to cover well, him. Anymore. He he was hot for like a month, and then it just went. I mean, but he was all on contested shots. Like uh, it was all pre flocka I'm pretty sure. It, no, it was post flocka It was post flocka It was a post flocka incident. Maybe he was maybe so he needs good on Flocka again. Oh, he was so. We good should on get him the flocka again. Why have we not thought of this, dude? He was doing flocka all summer, and he was all. <laughs> Whoever gave him <laughs> that haircut, Flocka. What the hell's on his head? <laughs> Yeah, he needs clearly, to clearly preseason. Clearly preseason was 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 peak Flaka. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God, you're right. Yeah, he was killing it in the preseason. Yeah, everybody should be on Flaka if that's what they're going to play like. <laughs> Just Gerald, not Jay Rich. We have to keep him the way he is. He's playing well. Um, no, but I want to get back to the weight thing because I think maybe the chief criticism of him is that he looks. It appears that he hijacks the offense with mid range jumpers and and turnovers. And I kind of sent it side with Alpha a bit. On, uh, that's a little unfair because especially late in the game when 
they really it's more difficult to run the pick and roll the way you want to. You kind of need a guy like Dwayne who will maybe get an ugly shot. Everybody's offensive rating goes down in the last five minutes of close games. That is that is fact because defenses get better and the best players are the best defensive players are usually out there. So I think it's a catch twenty two where I understand that Dwayne's plus minus numbers like on and off court are, are bad and you can kind of see why. Because the offense runs quicker with Drogic, but in the last five minutes of games, a lot of times you cannot run the way you'd like to run. Yeah, I just my my issue with that, and Al, sorry for arguing you at the Charlotte game. I was actually drunk at a bar on St. Patty's Day. You argued with Al. You argued with Al. We were going back. Apologizing. Don't ever apologize. You made my night. <laughs> like it, was after, it was after a loss. You know, my favorite thing to do after a loss is just argue with people. Yeah. Start, yeah. All right. Well, I guess you're welcome then. But I guess my point is I, I just I don't like when Drogic's in the corner because he really doesn't do anything. Whereas Wade in the corner, Wade's a great cutter. Uh, Wade could set a nice screen and set up uh, set up different plays. Drogic in the corner is a useless play. Drogic with the ball, wait in the corner. You can do a lot of stuff on that play, even even under five minutes with better defenses, uh, even with the pick and roll not as effective. So that's why I've been saying since we got Drogic that you got to give him the keys. And you've seen how good Drogic's been since they've been playing his style of offense. Like Drogic wants to run all the time, whether anyone's running with him or not. He can finish the fast breaks even when they're one on three. So. My point is just l- let Drogic control the game. And I realized last night Drogic didn't play and Wade, Wade was incredible. So you get people, you know, chirping about how you no one – sad that you played well. No, no, no. It's not like that. It's, sound, I was reading – No, you sound was, sad. <laughs> I was definitely sad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just reading tweets saying, uh, why isn't anyone saying we're better without Drogic? It's just – no, that Wade was – Wade always – he's the Nets' daddy. I mean he kills the Nets. So it's not it has nothing to do with that. He he was just playing a really good game within himself last night. He just shot a high percentage. He was taking good shots in the flow of the offense. That's how you want Dwayne to play always. My my complaint with Dwayne is sometimes he does too much. He reverts back to a Dwayne when he was one of the best players in the league, and he's not that guy anymore. So I, I just want – listen, Wade's going to be on the heat. I love Wade. I just want him to play within the offense. That's really all I ask for most of the I time. I wish they would run more like mid – pick and rolls not really the high pick and rolls i kind of like what tony park and duncan do a lot he's more effective in that role like that little uh, low pick and roll kind of thing not really up top because he's not as quick and not as explosive Why well you, the, you all the, stared the thing at for me the, no i mean the 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 thing for me is was the the collective team being sort of put at in in a best possible position with Dwayne Wade in the role that he had in the first half and really last year. And you look at the offensive efficiency numbers, they're one of the 10 worst offenses in the league for the first half of the season. And I think that Atlanta game serves as sort of a turning point in the year because I think Dwayne finally got to see the proof of, okay, this is what they're capable of if I just sort of am am a piece and not the centerpiece, as we've kind of asked Hassan Whiteside to be. I think Dwayne finally sort of seeing that. Well, okay, Dragic can be twenty and eight on a consistent basis. Luol Dang looks a lot better. Hassan Whiteside is sort of basically the whole team fell into place when Dwayne only a little bit. It's not like they asked him to fall back a lot. It's fall back a little bit and sort of join the collective in what is ultimately the best position for everybody, not just him. You don't think that was partially because Bosch goes down, so Dang has to play four. They're playing one big. Well, no, there was, it's it was, a lot of was, things that happen. It was happening before Bosch went down. But here's the thing: like you, you, it's like oh, Wade hijacking the offense. Is it Wade hijacking the offense, or is it Dragic being timid? Now, if you remember the first maybe month and month and a half of the season, Dragic was just out of shape. Uh, he wasn't running. He was being timid. He even when Wade wasn't on the floor, he was deferring to guys like Gerald Green. So you could say Wade is hijacking the offense. Is he hijacking the offense or is he just taking over because no one else is? And the same thing. And then you have Bosch at the same time. Now you have you have one ball and you have two ball dominant guys like Bosch and Wade, not just ball dominant, but guys who need the ball to score. Of course, Dragon is going to have to move back a little bit and it's going to be even worse if he's being timid. Now, the more aggressive. OK, Dragic but, okay, got, but I, the, the, the the sort of the counter for me is that. Number one, 
the, the Heat had established a hierarchy, and Dwayne even said as much. Sort of, I need to get mine first, and Bosch needs to get his second, and then everyone else can kind of fill in from there. And he, and the comment was about how, okay, we don't have this hierarchy anymore because it's only me one, and then Goring can step in second. So if they've sort of established from the beginning this is the hierarchy of how we're going to play, then doesn't Dragic then have to fall in line and be timid as a sort of result of the collective no. personality of the team? But that, that hierarchy, with they, 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 were talking, they were talking about at the end of games. They were talking about last five minutes of games when they talked about that hierarchy. They weren't talking about the rest of the game. They weren't no, talking. That's, that's the, that's the, that's the whole, it's the whole game. That, that, that was the sort of yeah, the, that was the reference to Whiteside. And it, but but at what what Chris is saying that exact quote came about the end of games because it really seemed like it was just Wade and Bosch Wade and Bosch two man game two man game. I'm talking about the third quarter, uh, beginning of the fourth. The times that Wade was sitting, Dragic was still being timid, and he he really wasn't playing that well. The better the better Dragic has played, the more Wade has stepped back. I mean, the guy has been the franchise for how many years? If he's seeing his point guard is is struggling, is being timid, is not being aggressive, is out of shape, what do you want the guy to do? Give him the ball? It doesn't even make sense. Well, I do think that they I think the Drogic thing is two things. I think I, I think it's less timidity and I think more of he's being acclimated to somebody else's team. Kind of like kind of what happened with the LeBron years. Uh, they don't want to step on each other's toes. That always that, that's always what struck out to me. Drogic doesn't want to handle the ball at the end of games because that's that's what Dwayne did. I mean, Boss doesn't even get the ball in the mid-post as much as Dwayne got the ball up top at the end of games, and Boss is a better player. You know, so it's kind of like this social structure that has been set that even if he didn't say it, everybody kind of knows Dwayne gets the ball at the end. I mean, even when LeBron was here, Dwayne got the ball at the end the first year. But you have to ask the question, sort of what has been the precursor for all of Dragic's success. Is it the increased pace? Is it Dwayne Wade getting out of the way? Is it the fact that now the Miami Heat have three-point shooters? It's spread I mean, pick we, and roll. We, we, can't, we, we can't ignore the fact that Josh Richardson and Joe Johnson's emergence have all happened in the last three or four weeks, and coincidentally, Goran Dragic has been really good in that period. So I guess the, sort of the, the ultimate question is, why has this happened? And did Dwayne Wade have anything to do with it? I think he is at least a factor in why Goran Dragic was a 12 and five point guard for the first half of the season. I'm not saying the factor, but it's a factor. It, it's a lot of things. It's like you're saying, it's, it's the dang at the four. It is a spread pick and roll that they're able to run now. It's Dwayne. He has taken a, a slightly diminished role. It could be all those things. And Dragic finally got into shape. It, it mm-hmm. can be all of them. And I think a lot of times the fan base wants to make it one thing whether it be blame Dwayne or blame Drozic's timidity or blame the lack of shooting or, or anything. but And Gianni, what you just said is my biggest point. The fan base wants to make it one thing. And that's what right. gets me annoyed because that one thing for a lot of people seems like blame Wade. And I'm... Yeah, and, and, but, go ahead. No, no, no but my, I guess my point with Wade is that it's not... Look, listen, if you blame one guy for the fault of the entire team, that's an idiotic stance, right? That just it's not it's not the re- it's not the one reason why. My thing with Wade is that he is the leader of the team. The guys look up to him. It's why they tend to defer to him at the end because he's one of the he's probably the third or fourth best shooting guard of all time. I really don't think that's much of a debate. So it's up to Wade to, you know, take the step back. Or if he's not playing well. You know, it's okay to Wade's an excellent playmaker. It's okay on games where he's shooting two for nine to be more of a guy deferring or let Drogic make more decisions. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you kind of saw that in the Orlando game. He got, I was at the game. He got really frustrated uh, with the refs on a couple what he thought were missed calls and was shooting two for nine. And honestly, he was just letting other guys uh, play around him. Uh, and the Heat really took over in the third quarter. Uh, where he went to the bench because the the rookies are playing so well. So it's not that it's not that the Heat play better without Wade because I don't think that's the truth. And we're going to need Wade to play well if we want to make moves in the playoffs. It's that there are times where he doesn't have to do it all, and it, taking those minor steps back actually helps the team overall. Alf, did you want to add? And, and, and I, I I'll, I'll jump in here by saying that I think the ultimate thing that makes this tough for the players because, uh, I mean, they, they certainly are. I, I've generally found athletes in my very brief 
media career to be sort of accomplishment counters. Like, and so the more that you've done, the more credibility that you've earned. So within that locker room, there are there's great respect and generally deference for Wade, and the fan base has it too. Where because he's done all of these things. It, it, you can't separate it from what he's doing now and the role prescribed for him on the team now and the fact that ultimately if you're trying to chase a championship that there are changes that need to be made from a team that's one of the 10 worst teams in the league offensively. So I think the ultimate Wade conundrum, and I think uh, your colleague, I, 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 I forget his name and I apologize for doing so, but what he's trying to sort of really get to is separating the legacy from the player that's standing in front of you. And I can understand why that would be really hard. He's not a. <laughs> his name's Nikias, a uh, colleague. That's funny. Um, oh, listen, I, Josh, I apologize, Johnny, don't, No, 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 no. Johnny, Johnny, <laughs> do, not, do not correct anybody on the pronunciation of Nikias. Why? Why? Because you called him Nekios, which is why I called <laughs> him. The, which is why I named him the Greek god of Heat Twitter because Nekios sounds like a Greek god. Well, Nikias <laughs> also sounds like a Greek god. They both sound Greek godish. See, but here's my thing: with like Nikias is called really good, and then you make this leap of let Wade walk. Where it's Wade needs to fall back a little bit, give Dragic the keys, and we all agree. Like the, the when like if you look at the best five man lineups, uh, offensively, defensively, net rating, Dragic is involved in all of them. But at the same time, so is Wade. Like if you look at if you look at the best lineups that the Heat put on the floor, whether you want to talk about five man lineups, you want to talk about three man to narrow it down. Wade is part of all of these lineups. Whether his individual plus minus over the course of a game is this or that, when it comes to the best lineups that he put out on the floor, you need Dragic and you need Wade. Plain and simple. Yeah, but um, but yeah, but Alf, it's not it's not that big of a leap to say let Wade walk. It, it's it's going to be a simple. I think it's going to be a simple negotiating tactic this off season as opposed to last season, where I think I really think Riley was ready to let Wade go, and Arison stepped in and said, "No, no, no, this isn't happening," and forked over the extra four million so for Wade to get twenty million this year. Wade said he wants to stay in Miami. He seems committed to Miami. I think a three-year deal in a reasonable range is going to get it done. But if Wade comes out and says he wants three years, sixteen million, or three years, fifteen million, the Heat aren't going to give that to him when they they know they're going to have to pay Whiteside. You mean sixteen they, per year? Yeah, sixteen per year. Three or sixteen million sounds like a bargain. Well, yeah, no, I'm gonna take that in a second. (laughs) No, I I meant I meant sixteen million per. So, yeah, it's just something where it's a discussion to have. But listen, I don't think that's going to happen. I think Wade's going to take ten to twelve per year. Uh, It's going to allow enough money to bring back Whiteside. I'm not sure. Sure about that. Because Wade said multiple times that he's he wants the yeah, he wants free agency. Guys say a lot of things, and I can't blame him for taking more money, but I also can't blame the organization for saying we're not going to give you anything more than what we think we should give you. Because yeah, I think but, this, I I think this off season was a goodwill. Like, here's more money that you like. He opted out for LeBron. I mean, he then, had to fight too. You act like they very willingly gave him that money. I mean, that was a very public and kind of nasty negotiation that he went through. Yeah, but negotiations can get that way when you when you're looking for a little extra money. So just, that organization doesn't do a lot of that, and he has never really done a lot of that either. So it got to the point that they each, both of them, went out of character. Yeah, but he said that. I, I Wade, Wade said multiple times this uh, this year without being asked that he just want, he wants a short. He wants to finish his career with the Heat. And he wants the free agency period to be a short one. I mean, what's he gonna say? This- I don't want to finish my career with the Heat. Like he didn't say that last year. Yeah, over the offseason, he was saying, like, you know, there were stories. Oh, when about- I was, when I was in Miami? Good <laughs> yeah, what was that? That was such a LeBron move. Oh, I hate that shit. I was, I was just going to say that, and that's the other thing that's sort of hard, again, with separating the legacy from the player, is how do you value Dwayne Wade? I would be, I would be genuinely interested to see what he could get on the open market of the NBA, especially with all these max uh, salary spaces opening up around the league. Um, because as a basketball player, you can probably, you'd probably say somewhere between 10 and 13 million a year, but between his ability to sell tickets, because you can't really underrate that, how often business sort of gets involved. And maybe that's what Mickey Arison was thinking where, you know, we got to sell our building out, our, our fans most associate our team with Dwayne Wade. And also the thing that Levitard has talked about, which is Joe, he got Joe Johnson here. 
Atlanta chased him hard. We had Sekou Smith on from NBA.com. Atlanta went really hard after Joe Johnson. Boston went really hard after Joe Johnson. LeBron did. Dwayne was the closer. He's Alec Baldwin and Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. He actually got <laughs> Joe Johnson here to Miami. And that sort of what is the economic value of that in basketball terms? It's so hard to figure out. And what Whitty is saying also, it's not just it's it's what he, what it says about your franchise. You know, you, you carry yourself as this class, this first class or first class organization. You, you're super loyal to your guys. You know, Shane Batty was on Libertar the other day talking about uh, the the Heat organization, how different it is from other organizations. You can't. It, it, it's 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 a bad sign to the rest of the league, the rest of the players around the league when you when you let your guy walk over a couple million and. Like we were when we were talking about with Wade this off season, I pretty I kind of figured that Wade wanted what four years, sixty million. They gave him twenty million up front. They'll make up the other forty million on a three year contract. Wade will be happy. I would much rather see like a thirty million, uh, three year, thirty million dollar contract. But it is what it is. What I and I also think whatever you can bring to Wade and say, hey, listen, this is what we have. Uh, we we can get Kevin Durant, or this is what we have to pay Hassan. So this is what you're going to have to take for us. I think uh, they've also. I think those conversations have happened already. And and I, I think the other thing too that's the most important here is the sort of Durant factor. And I think as much as you want to try and get him here as quickly as you can, the best case scenario for trying to lure Kevin Durant to Miami is if he takes the one-year deal with Oklahoma City so we can take full advantage of that cap increase in 2017 because the Heat could afford – because the Heat could probably do the same thing they did this year, give Dwayne another one-year deal, $16 million, $17 million, and then that, sec- that sort of the next year you'll have so much more salary cap space. You'll have figured out your whole dynamic of your whole team, and then you'll be able to bring in – sort of bring in Durant for a serious recruiting visit unlike this year. You'll know what's happening with Chris Bosh as well. That's Conca true. Cap. That's true. Cause, did you see that? Yeah. Oh, oh, what happened? They they got concacapped. No, it didn't count. They called him offside when it Why? wasn't. Was off- it offside? No, it wasn't. They just showed the replay. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry, That's I had to interrupt. Ridiculous. That was that was a beautiful move. Explain to the listener what's happening. Yeah, Ethan. We're, okay, we're watching. That was a great goal from Ethan fire. Finn. Yeah, because you know we're Americans, and you know go USA, and soccer's awesome. So. Are you wait? Are you about to talk about soccer? Just for a second, and Finley yeah. makes a hell of a move. Okay, take a quick nap. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go take a nap, refill my drink. I'll he be scores, ready. and then they got Concacaf by calling it offside. That was horseshit. Okay, continue. Who's talking? I don't even know. That was no, I, I, no, I'm I'm with Chris. I think I think the Heat's offseason plans is to bring back as much of this team as you can, bring in some more shooters because you. I I, I saw I said you the make entire that sound season. Easy, by the way, you. No, it's gonna be. It's not gonna be that bad. But you, you make it sound like bringing in shooters is an easy thing to do. I mean, we like he, they have got they haven't they didn't do a lot. They, I mean, they they've done it mid season and kind of by accident. I mean, Joe Johnson. No, it's, not, it's not a it's not an accident that Joe Johnson's here. Like Chris is saying, like Wade is an excellent recruiter. That's a big part of the draw. Wade's Wade's been able to bring some big time people down to Miami. Uh, some, someone has to talk to Nick Batum. I don't we, think he we, has a. <laughs> what happened? Al? Do we have anyone that speaks French? Yeah, I don't think we have a relationship. With, he has a relationship with Wade. Well, Wade better start making a relationship with him. Listen, someone needs to tell him there's a lot of Haitians in South Florida and Miami. Is that a selling point to him? Oh, we speak French. He'll be very comfortable. I'm a light skinned French speaking person. Like, we're, we're kind of on the same wavelength. I'm no Tony Parker, but, you know. Yeah, I mean. I, I don't I think that's going to be the heat objective. I don't think I don't think Durant is uh, is going to end up down here. I don't think Batum or Horford. I think they're going to go chase the money elsewhere. I think the Heat should do their best to bring back this squad right now. This isn't good. With, enough. What they have is not. We know that's not good enough. But good enough in what way? Like the East is the East is wide open yeah, to win what? Like no one's Harrison. no one's beating the Warriors or the Spurs this year. That's not good. Enough. And probably not next that's, year. That's not even good enough to make the finals. What's not good enough to what make they have now. this team? It's not good. Enough. This team can make the finals this year without Bosch. Terrified of the Celtics. What are you talking about? Well, that's because With, they don't like playing in Boston. Oh, because it's terrifying because the Celtics will probably beat them. It's terrifying because the Celtics don't have anybody you can key on. They have a yeah, bunch of bums who 
it's real hey not called Jay Crowder a bum. Who, who somehow who's some who somehow are going to win fifty games? I know yeah. it's crazy with a bunch of bums like Alpha Shiny you hate new bum. that team. Look, Gianni, Gianni, you're always a little bit more negative than like the average person. I, it's, you're, <laughs> you're always is that who I am? Am I the negative guy? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, <laughs> listen, I love you, man, but you definitely like you're always a tad bit more cynical than. This team is good, right? I mean, listen, they could lose in the first round. They could also make it to the finals. The East is that wide open. And and the Cavs are a shell of themselves. So if the matchups work in our favor and we we are hitting threes, we're going to be a really dangerous team. I think the matchup with Cleveland is favorable, but, I mean, you're banking on a lot to win a Rhodes playoff series against a team that's going to win near 60 games. What I'm saying is this team right now is good. If you, depending on what happens with Bosch, depending if you can add in a one or one or two more shooters. I mean, look look what happened this season. Even with losing our best player, adding two shooters, the offense is so wide open. We're scoring 100 points like it's nothing. That was the hardest thing to do before the break. We couldn't score 100 points. <laughs> and and we, we've completely opened it up. Counting stats. <laughs> Harrison, I can, yeah. uh, I can vouch for you about Gianni being a negative Nancy. Because back when we started his whole podcast during the 2013 finals, he had us losing. Did I? I don't even. I think he has losing to the. You want to talk? You want to talk? Gianni as a negative Nancy. He writes this article that everyone tells him is great. The seven ninety ticket everything out, and he's like, "This is the worst thing I've ever written in my whole life." Didn't Leisure call you out? Yes, Leisure did call me out. Leisure made fun of me because Leisure's a. I mean, this bullies Whittingham and I on Twitter. He's a bully. Leisure's yeah, Leisure, Leisure's a bit of a bully. He's Leisure's, a funny bully, though. Leisure's afraid I, of I appreciate me, so. the bullying. <laughs> Leisure is afraid of you. He was on the podcast saying that. Yeah, he's having right to be, son of a bitch. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, like, I like Leisure. Uh, Chris, do you, do you know of Alf's nickname uh, in college? Oh, no. It's the best story no, ever. I know. Alf, Alf, please. Well, we've already told the story. I I'm know, not telling the like, story again. I like the story. I was about, I was about to... Talk bad about one of Witty's uh, colleagues, and I stopped myself. I'm which, getting better. Which one? Which one? No, I was just because about repeating stories. Who repeats stories? No, nobody. Come on, let's throw people under the bus, dude. I'm, no, I'm not going to do it. On, it's on. That's, it's that's, that's, that's terrible. Who? No, it's terrible. Anyway, I'm not good. I'll tell you guys after the show. Oh, come on, dude. You're no fun, Witty. If I if I sit here and slander one of your colleagues, it's not cool. Chris We're Cox. trying to get. We're trying to get the weekend show on 790. Why would I start talking bad about 790 host? <laughs> That's right. He, he understands branding. Witty, are you paying attention? We've lost Look, Witty. I think we lost Witty. We've lost think- Witty twice. See, this is how good I am at this. You guys didn't even notice that we lost Witty twice. <laughs> no, I noticed the first time. Oh, yeah, but I'm saying the listeners. The listeners don't know that we've lost Witty. Tw- now, now they know because we're telling them. <laughs> it's just, it's just giving, giving away our secrets. Oh yeah, we just thought I was hijacking the podcast as always. I'm unveiling. Do, a- do we want to talk about the fact that I, I don't think Whiteside's going to take the max offer? I think he's going to take a little less to stay in Miami. You're a fucking crazy person. No, I'm. Look, I'm dead. I'm dead I agree serious with Harrison. Like, no, Gianni, you are no, really no. negative. No, because why the fuck would he take less money? Dude, okay. everybody, everybody takes less money. <laughs> every, everyone <laughs> and their mother takes less money to be in Miami. Dude, that guy's a nut. No, well, how much okay. money did how much money did Dragic leave on the table? Like Dragic, twenty million. Yeah, Dragic ain't him, dude. The no, only person guys... who's taking taking the most money every time is Bosch. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's our savior, yo. That's like, how long until we get to the point that we can't talk negatively about Bosch because uh, he's like on Dwayne Wade status? No, people love people I'm love Bosch. We can you can critique, no, but no, no, no one's allowed here. So Twitter, listen, listen. Listen to my theory about about oh, yeah. Whiteside. I've been reading a lot about Whiteside. I, I watched a lot of his uh, snaps. He did that good. In- Leisure had that nice interview with him today. He was talking about, you know what he was talking about? What did he do with the money? He wants to put it more into training harder. He's he wants a, a person check. No, he's not. He's a liar. Because he's a liar, dude. Because what the hell is he Because the media changed him, dude. We, society, changed Hassan for the worse. He would, if. If he didn't mean that, he wouldn't say it. There's no reason to say those. Okay, can I? Can we bring something up? Hassan Whiteside's defense. I know what Wade said, and I'm going to bash Wade. I'm not going to bash Wade, but I'm going to disagree with Wade. Should have done when it. Wade be thematic for the show. He gets killed by bigger dudes. Dude, no. When Wade he he does not use his body at all. 
to to push people off their spots. Like I was at the Charlotte game. Al Jefferson just maneuvered exactly where he felt like going into the paint, got the ball, and that's when uh, uh, Hassan decided to start playing defense. He does not do any homework early, like whatever. Well, what did you just use a Tonyism? Yes. He doesn't get in anybody's kitchen. Like he, oh no, but seriously, like I this I, when I teach my son how to how to defend, I'm always telling him. Like, you don't wait till the guy gets the ball. By the time the guy gets the ball, now you're in a 50-50 proposition. Either he's going to make the shot or not. Hassan doesn't do any of that early stuff because and, – and the thing is, he's gotten better at it, but he but he's always looking for that block. And the thing is, he is a great help defender, great weak side help defender. But when it comes to his own man, like, making sure Al Jefferson, who is great in the post, doesn't get comfortable, like, below the dotted line, like, he doesn't do any of that work. And I don't know if he's afraid of getting foul calls. I don't know what it, what it is. He also relies way too much on his ability to contest. Like he knows that he can contest the shot, so he kind of just lets guys get into their get into position, and then he tries to contest the shot instead of doing his homework early. I keep can't. Why do you do that? Because it makes sense when no, you say do homework. No, it doesn't make early. sense. Yes. No, it doesn't. Winslow yeah, no. does it all the time. Like no, Winslow. Oh, no, no, and I don't. Tony Winslow. Winslow fights his guy before before this guy even has a chance to touch the ball. Whiteside doesn't do any of that. I cannot no, I, using Tony. I'm, I'm you with you. That, like them. Yeah, but you can it. listen. It's you can whatever. I'm not. I agree with Alf. I think he's definitely that. That's the next thing for him to work on. It's really just uh, preventing guys from getting the ball and then defending, using his body to defend the guy instead of just standing there and letting the guy shoot over him. He's so cool uh, to be a fighting for. But but he really. Everything I complained about about Whiteside before the break, he's done better. He's setting harder screens. He's rolling to the basket better. Um, man, his passing's been pretty good, which is, which is which is the thing that everyone said he couldn't do. And he's looking for guys, you know, because when they bring the double or triple team, Hassan made a nice pass to Richardson the other night. He's made a couple nice inside passes to guys uh, that have been cutting. And he's learning, which is what we said he could do. So... Um, there's really not an argument anymore about whether they should sign Whiteside. It's just how much is it going to cost to bring him back? And I'm going to continue to say that he will take a small discount to stay in Miami. You're a lunatic. And Chris, you miss Alf saying Tony, Coach Tonyisms. It was disgusting. Oh, that's un- that's unfortunate. Oh, he was saying, it's oh, Whiteside too- did his homework early, like or doesn't it- do his homework early. Excuse me. It's it's one of the few things that he says that actually makes sense. It makes okay. no sense. It's the dumbest thing he says, dude. It's 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 part of playing defense. Don't don't. Get do your homework early. I I'm a I'm a youth basketball coach. Do not question my authority. On this. Are you a coach? <laughs> I don't even. Uh, I used hard, to hard foul, no layups. No, I, I used to coach. I, I that's why that's why Alf and I always argue. We got the coaching mentality. I don't believe that you're a coach. Alf, you're- Alf, Alf is the guy that calls into the Dolphins post game show and is telling Joe Philbin what to do because he coaches eleven year olds. That guy, like I remember, so you I remember, like, like huh? I, 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 I said to my, I said to our boss, I was like, I, I really, there's one thing I really hate about doing the post game show. It's the guy that calls in and is the coach telling you what scheme the Dolphins should be running. And inevitably, the very next week, that's the leadoff caller is, <laughs> hey, uh, hey, uh, first time, long time. Uh, I, I coach my, my seven-year-old's peewee team, and here's exactly <laughs> what I would do. It was like, I mean, oh, my God. You bang your head on the but Okay, but to defend that guy, I mean, listen. No, don't football, defend that guy. No, no. I wish I could football, turn off your listen, mic. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> football is much more complicated sport, so I would never call in. And But basketball fundamentals you don't are know pretty. what the hell they're doing, man. Like, come on. Yeah, listen, listen. If you teach, like, sound defensive fundamentals, that stuff translates. Like, sometimes sometimes you're watching a game and Spo does something that that you're just like, Why? You can critique Spo even though you've never been on that level of That's play before. Like, no, what are you talking about? Like, listen, Spo's an excellent basketball coach. He's top six in the NBA, but he, but sometimes he makes mistakes, and you're allowed to call people out on making mistakes. Dude, wait, wait, wait. I don't wait, know why people wait, get wait, crazy wait. when you critique someone. Did you just say top six? Yeah, in I was the gonna NBA? say, where did you get that number? I feel like <laughs> Dude, you've that- thought of this before. 
Yeah, that means you've ranked NBA coaches, <laughs> which is the nerdiest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking, yeah, I, I've thought, I've sat before and thought, like, who wouldn't take Spo over who they have now? And there were five other teams that I thought would keep the for, would keep think- the coaches. No, here's a problem. What? You didn't, you didn't do that that quickly. Like you've thought about this before. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you, this- I have friends that like basketball, Al. So we have talks. <laughs> I don't just sit in my room talking to myself and get angry. <laughs> he yells into his phone. <laughs> you don't know my life. Imagine when Alf goes on Twitter and he just yells at his phone. Like, just yells. Like, ah. He's got his, his phone in one hand and drink in the other, and he's just yelling at his you phone. You angrily, like, pound on the keyboard, Alf? Dude, I am smiling. First of all, a keyboard. Whatever. The- I have told you. Numerous times, I have never logged into Twitter from a, a, a computer, what I mean? desktop, or a laptop. Your phone. Your phone. Oh, my phone. Keyboard. What do you call your phone keyboard? My phone keep phone it's keyboard. The keyboard. Anyway, on the phone. No, the whole time that I'm arguing with people and calling them the most despicable names in the book, I'm smiling the entire time. Like that's what you guys. Are. <laughs> I enjoy the living hell out of all that stuff. It's just it's a release, man. If you ever see, it's a release. Huh? That's your drug. Yeah, uh, besides vodka. What are you going to do when, you're, when your son finds your Twitter account? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what about when my job finds it? Out on the street. They can never know. Oh, my God. Yeah, you call Brian on, Windhorse all sorts of names. I'll be on the street corner trying to argue with that's, people. That's why Samuel L. Jackson is arguing with the various Heat fans <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> Did you see how Brian Windhorse f- allegedly fell asleep on air today? Did you see his excuse? Yes, <laughs> yes, he was looking. He was, at he was Adam Schefterring on television. Man, those those uh, those eye those eyelids were sagging uh, sagging too much <laughs> to be uh, to be reading. I like, I like how you went hashtag Sports Center problems when it's hashtag Fat People problems. Like no, no one, don't do that. No, but no one thinks you're falling asleep on air if you're yes. a skinny dude. Like they thought narcolepsy is when you're really overweight. You get narcolepsy or sleep apnea. Like Wait. those are. Those are fat people issues. Those aren't to sports center issues. Poor Windhorse, man. To be, to be fair. Stop, start eating salads. We'd be in a better place. Listen. To be, to be fair, it was Carrie Champion talking. and I love Carrie Champion. <laughs> we've all tuned Carrie Champion out from time to time. <laughs> She's great. Like, I've, uh, I, I, if I never hear her speak again, I'd be fine as well. So I understand. She where stood me up on, on my radio show. I, I do campus radio, and she stood us up. And you still like her? No, I'm just saying that because she follows me on Twitter. I did like the one tweet that said Windhorse must have been getting a lot of Hegon memes, and he and he was just kind of caught up in the, <laughs> in the scrolling down. How did we go the whole show without talking about the Kyrie Irving situation? I completely forgot about that. No, dude, that is not even a cool situation at all. No, hold on, no, but I do want to talk about. Did you did you see the one meme of of they photoshopped on her hand uh, Hegon or Hegon? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, he twittered. You people are savages. Dude, I, t- I, had a, I had a text into the morning show this morning. And I'm like, dude, you because they were talking about it. And they were and I don't think they realized a girl tried to commit suicide. And I'm like, yo, Slim. Oh, they didn't know? Yeah. And then and then they, um, I need to stop. But anyway, I won't. No, you don't um, need to stop. Continue. It's okay. No, they then like Slim comes on the mic and says, guys, a girl tried to commit suicide. And Romberg says, what does that have to do with Kyrie? And I'm like, holy shit, are you kidding me? Like, he's like, and so he wants to just keep keep going with the joke. I'm like, what do you mean? How did, what does it have to do with Kyrie? The girl that he's in love with tried to kill herself. Like, that might be something you want to tiptoe around. I think you're making Chris sweat talking about uh, Romberg. No, because Romberg will fight him. Romberg's worse. <laughs> Romer's a real life bully, so. But he has a surprisingly good voice. That really, that uh, that surprised me. He's a songbird of the generation. Romberg is great. He's a great singer and uh, I, I think generally a great talent. I couldn't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I wish, see, the audience misses out because what happens with Alf is when Alf starts laughing, he careens back and forth out of frame of the camera and it's hilarious. I didn't beat my microphone just in case I fell off my <laughs> No, I'm in it. If if I'm being totally honest and candid here in this forum, you guys are way too rough on Romberg. I love that dude. 
and uh, and Sunday morning football lessons with Brett Romberg is uh, one of, was one of the great joys of this football season. Chris, they're hard on everybody. They're from me Twitter. Well, they're that like- well, okay. Well, that that's why honestly, I'm I was so thrilled about what happened with Amber Wilson. Is that you got you guys all loved her immediately? I was like, all right, hire her immediately. We found somebody they liked. Sign her up. Oh, they. I like- yeah, I like Amber a lot, and but I, I don't know. Sad were you on? I was lobbying for that position that I was never going to get. She's she's so much cuter than you. And um, <laughs> after you're fired after Joanna after Joanna Gomez, uh, pff, I mean, you could have put anybody on there, and she would have sounded great. Like, yeah, yes, Witty, she was terrible. She sounded like a Power ninety six DJ. It was really we, really bad. Do we feel bad for Joy Taylor that she's behind like Cowhurst and? Uh, Is she on a show? Is she on a show? I don't even. I, I think she was on a show where she permanently there. I don't. I don't she know. Definitely was. There was. She tried to say something, and uh, they just they shut her up real quick. What were you saying, Chris? They put on for two days just to sort of uh, just to try it out. Just Test to see, the waters. I, I think. I think. Uh, I think they're going to put together a bunch of like daily talk shows that are like first take and have people yell at each other, and she'll either moderate or join in. Would would be my assumption. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I got it. Um, so seven ninety ticket news there. Um, moving back from media to to the heat, we I want to get Chris Whittingham in on this. Uh, we're talking about Whiteside, and I was calling Harrison a lunatic because he thought Whiteside would take less money to come here, and uh, I Stay believe here. that to be lunacy. Uh, the only way that he takes less money is if it's he's on difference. flock. No, <laughs> is the if it's if it makes if it accounts for the difference between a max offer from a team where the state taxes are different and Andy Ellisberg convinces him, Hey, you'll make the same amount here in Miami. If you just, if you sign for this amount less and it's a, a marginal amount, it's like whatever the three or 4% difference. If he like, let's say he decides to sign for the Lakers or something like that. Then the difference between California and Florida, but I don't think he's taking anything less than the maximum amount of dollars he can possibly make. So if it's like between, let's say uh, another team that has no state tax, uh, the Houston yeah, Rockets. I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what sort of their situation is, but if it's like, if it's Houston offering him the max and Miami offering him less, he's going to Houston. Like he, he is going. Like you have to consider the situation of the player. Like as much as he will be grateful for Miami turning around his career, frankly, giving him a career, not even turning around, giving him a career. Um, I, I don't, I don't think that comes with a financial discount. I think it comes with, uh, you kind of have to pay me for my my market value, and his market value right now is max, and so that's where you're gonna, you're only gonna be able to make up the difference in state taxes for me. But they're arguing that he'll do it based on this idea of winning and nobility and helping the team. I, I think, yeah, I think the argument Whiteside isn't listen. He's going to get paid regardless. Like he is a max player. He's going to get max offers. He's going to have max offers on the table. I think Whiteside likes recognition more than all of that. He's going to like being in the discussion for defensive player of the year, even though we discussed earlier that some of his defensive, there are still issues defensively. Uh, he's going to like that. He's getting so much notoriety. Like he's cool with the bench role because of how much recognition he's been getting. If, if people weren't saying, man, Whiteside's doing all these things. He would be complaining so hard about being off the bench, but because he's part of this bench mob that are killing people, uh, it makes him look better. And I think that's really what Whiteside wants. Obviously, he wants to get paid. He's he was in Lebanon and China and the D League two or three years ago, so money is going to be a factor. And he's twenty six, so this is a this is a good time to sign a four year deal or a three year deal and opt out again when he's twenty nine thirty and can cash in one more one more big deal uh, in his career. So. Yeah, he's gonna want money, but the fact that he's twenty six actually hurts us because if he gets a four or five year deal, his next deal comes when he's thirty thirty one, and who? I mean, how many people are giving a thirty one year old big man another max deal? And he, you know, he never knows what's gonna happen. So the fact that he is so far advanced as far as his NBA career goes, maybe not as so much on the court, but as far as his age goes, it kind of hurts uh, as far as. This is probably going to be his only huge contract. Well, and yeah, you got to take that into consideration. The max is a four. It's a four-year deal, so he'll probably take. You know, he'll probably do the four with the opt-out after three. It's probably the way it'll it'll look. I mean, what the Heat might do is what they always do is try to sell you on the after years with him, um, who might not have a lot to do after basketball. But 
I think the I mean, bigger the, the, the okay. How how much longer is the after years idea going to work? Because they've oh, offered I don't know. The after, they've offered the after years to like thirteen people. That's their go to. That's their go to like, move. And it always works. So it's great. so so like so so court like is like the guy who maintains the court gonna be like some random eighth man that the Heat just sort of prolong prolongingly offered this position to like I, I like how how many more of these can they offer us? Hey 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 hey! Bimbo Coles maintains that court. All right, who and nobody's <laughs> taking that job from him. How dare you? One day we're gonna see Daquan Cook cleaning floors. Daquan Cook. That's right. I missed Daquan, yo. <laughs> Jason Capono. Jason Capono served me popcorn the other day. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Diara was was cleaning the bathroom. I Yakobo Diara has the side. Yakobo. What a good name. That's a great name. Like like beyond just how obscure it is, the actual name itself is tremendous. Like Wang Jiju. Right, yeah, everyone everyone goes for the Wang Jiju joke, but I think Yakuba Diwara is just a yeah. better sound name for the joke. Diwara is my favorite. I mean, you, Such you a good win. Corner three point shooter. I can't spell that guy's name. Okay, it's. It, it, did anybody? You can't spell that? anyone's name. Oh, or can't word. spell the dude. <laughs> I'm I'm terrified of the name of this podcast episode. Oh, <laughs> well, Leisure. I think Leisure's had the best one when he called us the heat. Yeah, he kept calling us the heat meat. <laughs> <laughs> Leisure's a strange bird. <laughs> he's he's relentless, man. When did Leisure get so good at Twitter? And he's offended that we say that. Like he thought he thinks he was always great at Twitter. No, no, I think so. I remember I used to follow him back when he covered the Florida Gators uh, for for the Palm Beach. I don't even know why I yeah, followed I was him. Ask you. I no, I hate the University of Florida with the heat uh-huh. of a thousand suns. But I mean, I, uh, I I I I sort of came across his Twitter account, and I just thought it was really entertaining and good information on a program I hated. And then I, I think I think what it probably takes is it probably takes like the year's worth of getting comfortable and like, you know, finding your footing and building the relationships and finding the material to to poke fun at. But now he's probably just the same guy that he always was. He's come out of a shell. He's blossomed into this Twitter yeah. fiend that's great at Twitter. That's right. And then taking fools out like me. And he's scared of us. I think he's a weirdo. <laughs> he's a weirdo. And I think we've all kind of gotten used to the sense of humor, and now it's funny. Listen, that's spoon, what happens with weirdos. Spoon left, and we had to replace him, and, and Leisure was our our spoon replacement. No, Leisure's not a spoon replacement. Well, something to Get fill out of here. He, he fills the void. Can I? Uh, no, you I'm, guys talk way. You guys talk way too much about spoon. Well, because it's hilarious. <laughs> no, but it's, it's funny. It's, 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 it's my it's my Twitter criticism. Enough with spoon already. It's ridiculous. He left a legacy that will never be forgotten. <laughs> oh, stop it. But he hated all of us, except for Alf. I, I, like, I blocked him in like 2011. It was the happiest day of my life. <laughs> That's he, so bad. He would, that makes me feel bad that I'm the only one that Spoon liked. He liked you. He blocked me like a million times. And he would unblock me for like a day and then block me again. See, me and Spoon blocked each other a bunch of times. And then we finally came to an understanding. The problem is, like, I came to understand him because I felt like he was just a complete troll and he was hilarious. But then, like, now I've come to find out, like, he was really serious. He's about dead ass things. serious. And now I'm like, I kind of feel dirty about the whole thing. You were mean. <laughs> now, Kev, now, no, now my favorite follower is Kevin Dast or whatever his name is. That guy's that dead. guy is hilarious. Oh, that guy. Oh, the parody account or or the real one? No, the real one. He is the best. When you when you take. When you take, when you stop being mad that he's a Cleveland fan and actually see the things that he's, he's hilarious. You you yeah, guys are missing the boat guy? on Das. The, the apologize to me guy? Yeah, exactly. Dude, how funny is that? Did you see everything? What, apologize what, to me right did, now. Did you see what the Indians did? Yeah. <laughs> he tweeted what like, what are we talking about? <laughs> you, oh, you don't know Harrison? Oh. Uh, do you know who I Kevin thought we were getting PC. I thought we were getting non-PC. Yeah, can, I, I know can, I, can I tell you how? Can I tell you how much it delights me that we are talking about things that only eleven people know about? Oh, but that's like, our show. Oh, basically, only the listenership of this podcast knows who Dast is. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> just sitting, and I sit there and I read all this shit, and I'm just like, "What are you guys doing?" <laughs> but this I is who, this is our niche. We've crop. We we have this crappy niche that we have carved out. Of, like, <laughs> just only shit he Twitter cares about. Like, that's people, who we are. I, I have a guy of jealous Twitter of me links. because I'm the Heat Twitter president. Like, you, you understand how crappy my celebrity is? Like, 
celebrity. <laughs> celebrity. I have haters. I was I was out I was out sick that day on that show and um uh I I don't regret it. <laughs> oh, that. my speech was amazing. I shut it down. You transcribed it and put it on the website. It was a fan. Fantastic for clicks, man. We're like click whores. Like we'll do anything for clicks. And the best part, the best part is like I was the only one who actually like spoke English who ran for. Oh, you're so mean. Oh, dude, it was so bad. <laughs> Mike Scriba and, and Heat CM. He's a nice. Right? Like I said, Mike Scriba ran for Heat Twitter president. Yeah, he called in and he had a speech. And I mean, that guy. That's another guy who's always in my mentions when Wade things happen. He's always in everybody's mentions. He keeps fights, talk about- fights with everybody. Dude, what is the the whole he gone thing? It's funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's annoying, especially because he gone. Well, because Alf, you're no fun. You don't like fun. No, it's not that. I don't mind the he gone as a joke, but the he gone as LeBron's coming back to Miami. It's a part of no, 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 no. He's not coming back to Miami. But no, just, there's a there's a segment of the he gone that's about him coming back to Miami. I can't I, no, he's not. I can't stand that segment of he gone. I think they but know. I thought it was funny that Zach Lowe wrote that article today saying the Cavs don't think LeBron's leaving, but he might if they lose. And I'm like, of course they're going to lose. No one's beat. No one's beating the Warriors or the Spurs. So you're basically arguing that he could be gone, and he probably should be gone. That's a lot. That's too many guns. Sorry. Yeah, I was. I was going to let you where's go he, with it. Where's he going to go? He ain't going nowhere. Hey, somebody tell Witty to put us on the weekend. Yeah, Witty, put us on the weekend, dude. What do we need to well, do? Well, if, if if I was in charge of that, I was I our tryout. Consider it. You and Cochran, you you guys are our boys, man. You gotta help us, dude. Richard Rich Herrera is brutal, brutal. <laughs> Why are you <laughs> trashing everybody on the stage? <laughs> what are you, Alf? What are you doing? Just <laughs> Alf, just, what the hell is wrong with you? Take that. <laughs> what do you want him take, to say? <laughs> okay, he's not brutal. He's really good. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's a, You're he's running a out of names to scandals. <laughs> to slander. A, what's his name? Richard. He's a very nice man, I'm sure. I've never he's a professional him. broadcaster. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Dude, he's good. He's this really good. Like, Chris has ever made How are we going to send us to? <laughs> we can't now. <laughs> we can't send this. No, just take this, just take this part out. Well, no, it was funny because, uh, Chris, when I when um, when um the when Joy Spot opened up, I thought, you know what? It might be fun to apply. So I, I set up a resume and I was getting clips of, of from the podcast of like some work to send to the program director. Right. So I, I was working on it and I'm trying to find our best podcast moments. And they're all very offensive or they have a lot of bad words or like I think one of the good ones was us accusing Tony Fiorentino of drinking during podcast uh, during broadcast. And that it's funny. I can't, because partners with me. I can't do that. So yeah, I'm there at like two in the morning, like I can't fucking send anything. I'm screwed. And you're and you're like a big feminist, which is awesome. But you all, but that also limits you, giving you the spot because they're obviously going to fill it with a female role. Oh, that was so funny because I've I've <laughs> so much about advocating for women in sports, and I'm a women's studies minor, uh, and and then you know I lost a woman. But you're very feminine, so thank you. <laughs> Pride in that. There's nothing wrong with femininity or womanhood. All right, you keep telling yourself that. I thought of going. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I've, these feminist classes at eight in the morning, the last two hours. Okay, they're heavy stuff. I can talk to you for hours. <laughs> and I think on that note, we will finish because we have kept Chris in our uh, circle of hell where Alpha. Can I say one more thing? <laughs> no, you're gonna get no, 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 no. I'm saying something nice. I have turned the corner on Leroy. By the way. I don't believe Leroy Horn. Uh, there you go. I have completely turned. No, when he's on with Witty and Ethan, he is excellent. Excellent. Like he he provides the athlete voice, and he actually has a lot of perspective. And now I won't say why he was so bad before. There was a reason. Why? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't. I don't think it was his fault. But with with Witty and Ethan, two two consummate professionals. Alf, he's so nice to you on Twitter when you're so mean. Oh, I actually felt bad. This he's was, a fucking saint, dude. Like, what, there was two times two time no, I, I mean, felt bad. When I called Scott Van Pelt fatherless and then he replied that his father died, I felt oh, terrible. No. <laughs> that, was a, that was a rough one. 
That was a rough one. And uh, when I was slandering the hell out of Leroy Horde, and he came back like with the most gentle Swedish response. He was being so nice to you. And, and you kept and, going. And what's funny is that he's he's not at all that gentle and sweet. I mean, like he like he he very much views the radio station still as the locker room. And so we're all we're always like trading barbs all the time. And he's like, so I walk in and he like scans me up and down. Like, what can I make fun of today? <laughs> and so like he's he's very much that guy. And uh, and yet on Twitter, I think he, he's a, he's very docile. I don't know why. No, I but I enjoy him on your show. And when he's with Coop, when he when him and Cooper doing the show, it's a really good show. Cooper Moorhead? Cooperstein. Oh, at the Cooper. I was like, Cooper yeah, Moore has a radio show? I, I, I listen to that. He's awesome. And uh, Richard, uh, do, you have, yeah. do you have any more sports media thoughts that I can sit here and silently react to? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You have any more off? You have any? Wanna, just, wanna, just go ahead. Finish us off. Finish us off. It'll be a segment of the podcast where I'm just not talking. Nah, he reads gone. I got. No, I don't got a lot more to say. I hated him so much. I don't even think he was that bad, man. He was entertaining. Yeah. Sucked. Be a lot more negative. Yeah, I don't know. Alf, make fun of them. Talk crap about Alf. people. Four bar superstar. Make fun of him. Say bad things about. I mean, his hair. He looks like Eddie Munster a little bit. I don't like your jersey. I like that. <laughs> it's fine. Is that mean or is that too soft? I, I generally. Well, I will say since I moved to the afternoon, uh, there are a few more people that have come out of the woodwork uh, to to find me unctuous. Um, but generally, I find that for a a group of people that is overwhelmingly negative with its sports media characters. You are way too nice to me. Is, oh, okay. Does Ethan have haters? Um, no, no, because he's a good guy. He he he, he sort of he, he he turns us all into heels, and he and he's sort of the 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 shining light of the he program. Skates. He skates. I will. Okay, I will say something mean to Witty. Okay, fine. Well, end, hate, end the show on your mean comment to Witty. I hate Nigel. I hate Nigel. I hate. I hate. The I love character. Nigel. I hate Nigel. Sorry. You just not like it. you don't like British people or what? That, is he Australian or British? <laughs> British. Okay. I do not like the Nigel stuff. Well, it was so, See, so what's the problem? He hates soccer. You don't, like, you don't like soccer, though. Oh, yeah, I hate soccer. But uh, no, oh, I is, is that the problem? Is that the problem is you don't want to hear about the oh, football? See, Jesus Christ. Is that, is that what's I'm, happening right now? I'm, I mean, it's not like in Columbia in about, in about 15 minutes, the cracking Listen, this, game. This limey fuck is going to make me hang up the damn Skype. <laughs> I want to end the show like that.